Good morning, beloveds, my dear friends. Today is June 11th, 2020. It's Thursday. It is the feast day of St. Barnabas. And our readings for this morning, so I'm going to give you all the readings for the day, just so you have them. This morning's readings are Psalms 15 and 67, Ecclesiasticus, or the wisdom of Sirach, and it really is, <laughs> um, meaning it really is that reading, it's not mistaken for Ecclesiasticus, chapter 31, verses 3 through 11, and Acts chapter 4, verses 32 through 37. Then, if you were celebrating, or at least reading the readings from, the Holy Eucharist for this feast day, your readings would be Psalm 112, Isaiah 42, 5 through 12, Acts 11, 19 through 30, and 13, 1 through 3, and the Gospel of Matthew chapter 10, verses 7 through 16. Excuse me. Then your evening prayer readings this evening are Psalms 19 and 146, Job 29, 1 through 16, and Acts 9, 26 through 31. So it's interesting that there is not a gospel reading in our morning prayer or evening prayer. My primary um, place of worship, the church of which I'm a member, is not celebrating a special service for feast day today. Many of us couldn't celebrate Eucharist um, even if we were to hold a special service because of the pandemic. But I am going to do some looking online and see if there are services being held by some of the churches that I watch online services for. In addition to my own diocese, the diocese, the Episcopal Diocese of Western New York, which um, streams online services quite often, I also go often to the National Cathedral's webpage in Washington, D.C., or to um, New York City um, Calvary. I think um, Trinity Wall Street is also another one, but there are many resources out there if you would like to participate in the feast day from a distance today, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I feel a little weird not, not reading the gospel in the daily office, but, but we're going to go with it. Um, I don't know that I'll get the chance to get online and do evening prayer um, this evening, but you've got all the readings. If you're not quite as familiar um, with the Book of Common Prayer, you can find the special readings for Holy Days in order by their date on the calendar. For the Daily Office, on starting on page 996 of the Book of Common Prayer, and um, for Holy Eucharist, beginning on page 922 of the Book of Common Prayer. St. Barnabas, according to the Episcopal and Episcopal Dictionary of the Church, a user-friendly reference for Episcopalians by Don 
edited by Don S. Armentrout and Robert Boak Slocum, describes him this way. He was a Levite from Cyprus and one of the leading members of the early church at Jerusalem. Originally named Joseph, the apostles gave him the Aramaic surname Barnabas, which means son of consolation or son of encouragement. He introduced St. Paul to the apostles after Paul's conversion, and he worked with Paul as a missionary. At the Council of Jerusalem, he defended the rights of the Gentile Christians and argued that they did not have to be circumcised. He and Paul separated after they disagreed about the role of John Mark as a missionary. Barnabas continued as a missionary on his own. He is the traditional founder of the church in Cyprus. Legend claims that he was martyred at Salamis in Cyprus in 61 during the persecution of Nero. Barnabas is commemorated in the Episcopal calendar of the church year on June 11th. Interestingly, um, there is a mission agency by the name of Barnabas Ministries Incorporated, and it was founded on September 25th, 1980, by the Reverend Canon Philip Edward Flieger Weeks. Its primary mission work is to provide support to the Philippine Episcopal Church, the Philippine Independent Church, the Christian Fellowship Church, the Charismatic Episcopal Church, and other Christian bodies in the Philippine Islands. It supports orphanages, child care programs, and educational scholarships in the Philippines. Barnabas Ministries publishes a newsletter, Glad Tidings. Another really great resource for um, reading about saints whom we commemorate in the Episcopal calendar are, is uh, the book called... Um, Holy Women, Holy Men by the Church Publishing Company, and it's available. Church Publishing actually sells through Amazon, so um, that's a storefront that they have, and also you can order it directly from their website online if you're, if you're looking for something else to tell you about the saints. Without further ado, let's start our morning, morning prayer, my friends. We are no longer strangers and sojourners, but citizens together with the saints and members of the household of God. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our heavenly creator, to set forth God's praise to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves, and in the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us, through our Savior Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen.
Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. Our God is glorious in all the saints. O come, let us worship. As an inventory psalm, we'll read today the Jubilate. which is found on page 82. Be joyful in God, all you lands. Serve God with gladness and come before their presence with a song. Know this, our Savior is God. They themselves have made us and we are theirs. We are their people and the sheep of their pasture. Enter their gates with thanksgiving. Give, go into their courts with praise. Give thanks to them and call upon their name. For God is good, their mercy is everlasting, and their faithfulness endures from age to age. Our God is glorious in all the saints. O come, let us worship. Alleluia. Psalm 15. O God, who may abide in your tent? Who may dwell on your holy hill? Those who walk blamelessly and do what is right, and speak the truth from their heart, who do not slander with their tongue, and do no evil to their friends, nor take up a reproach against their friends and neighbors in whose eyes the wicked are despised, but who honor those who fear God, who stand by their oath even to their hurt, who do not lend money at interest and do not take a bribe against the innocent. Those who do these things shall never be moved. Psalm 67. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make their face to shine upon us, that your way be, may be known upon earth, your saving power among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. The earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, has blessed us. May God continue to bless us. Let all the ends of the earth revere God. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Ecclesiasticus, or the Wisdom of Sirach. Chapter 31, verses 3 through 11. The rich person toils to amass a fortune, and when he rests, he fills himself with his dainties. The poor person toils to make a meager living, and if ever he rests, he becomes needy. One who loves gold will not be justified. One who pursues money will be led astray by it. 
Many have come to ruin because of gold, and their destruction has met them face to face. It is a stumbling block to those who are avid for it, and every fool will be taken captive by it. Blessed is the rich person who is found blameless, and who does not go after gold. Who is he that we may praise him? For he has done wonders among his people. Who has been tested by it and been found perfect? Let him be, let it be for him a ground for boasting. Who has had the power to transgress and did not transgress, and to do evil and did not do it? His prosperity will be established, and the assembly will proclaim his acts of charity. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle A, A Song of Wisdom Wisdom freed from a nation of oppressors, a holy people, and a blameless race. She entered the soul of a servant of God, withstood dread rulers with wonders and signs. To the saints she gave the reward of their labors and led them by a marvelous way. She was their shelter by day and a blaze of stars by night. She brought them across the Red Sea. She led them through mighty waters. But their enemies she swallowed in the waves and spewed them out from the depths of the abyss. And then, God, the righteous sang hymns to your name and praised with one voice your protecting hand. For wisdom opened the mouths of the mute and gave speech to the tongues of a newborn people. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity. One God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Acts, chapter 4, verses 32 through 37. Now the whole group of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and no one claimed private ownership of any possessions, but everything they owned was held in common. With great power, the apostles gave their testimony to the resurrection of our Savior Jesus, and great grace was had upon them all. There was not a needy person among them, for as many as owned lands or houses sold them and brought the, brought the proceeds of what was sold. They laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any had need. There was a Levite, a native, a native of Cyprus, Joseph, to whom the apostles gave the name Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. He sold a field that belonged to him, then brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Let us affirm our faith together. We believe in God, the nurturer and teacher, from whom is named every family in heaven and on earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of divine love, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with that love. We believe in God, the Holy Spirit. She strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, source of all being, love incarnate, spirit of truth. Amen. Hear our cry, O God, and listen to our prayer. Let us pray. Our Creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your dominion come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. 
Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We're going to use in place of suffrages, prayers from the great litany found in Enriching Our Worship, volumes 40, or pages, Enriching Our Worship, volume 1, pages 46 through 49. But we're going to use particularly portions of section 4 and 5. Hear our prayers, O Christ our God. Hear us, O Christ. Guide the leaders of the nations into the ways of peace and justice. Hear us, O Christ. Give your wisdom and strength to the President of the United States, the leaders of all countries, the governor of this state, leaders and authorities in all regions, the mayors of all cities, towns, and community leaders everywhere, that in all things they may do your will for your glory and the common good. Hear us, O Christ. Give to the Congress of the United States, the members of the President's Cabinet, those who serve in our state legislature, and all others in authority, the grace to walk always in the ways of truth. Hear us, O Christ. Bless the justices of the Supreme Court and all those who administer the law, that they may act with integrity and do justice for all your people. Hear us, O Christ. Give us the will to use the resources of the earth to your glory and for the good of all. Hear us, O Christ. Bless and keep all your people. Hear us, O Christ. Comfort and liberate the lonely and the bereaved, especially and the oppressed. Hear us, O Christ. Keep in safety those who travel, especially and all who are in peril. Hear us, O Christ. Heal the sick in body, mind, or spirit, especially And provide for the homeless, the hungry, and the destitute. Hear us, O Christ. Guard and protect all children who are in danger. Hear us, O Christ. Shower your compassion on prisoners, hostages and refugees, and all who are in trouble. Hear us, O Christ. Forgive our enemies, persecutors, and slanderers, and turn their hearts. Hear us, O Christ. Hear us as we remember those who have died, especially 
and grant us with them a share in your eternal glory. Hear us, O Christ. Give us true repentance. Forgive us our sins of negligence and ignorance and our deliberate sins, and grant us the grace of your Holy Spirit to amend our lives according to your word. Holy God, holy and mighty, holy immortal one, have mercy on us. A Collect for St. Barnabas Grant, O God, that we may follow the example of your faithful servant Barnabas, who, seeking not his own renown, but the well-being of your church, gave generously of his life and substance for the relief of the poor and the spread of the gospel. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Almighty God, by your Holy Spirit, you have made us one with your saints in heaven and on earth. Grant that in our earthly pilgrimage, we may always be supported by this fellowship of love and prayer and know ourselves to be surrounded by their witness to your power and mercy. We ask this for the sake of Jesus Christ, in whom all our intercessions are acceptable through the Spirit, and who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. O God, the author of peace and lover of concord, to know you as eternal life and to serve you as perfect freedom, defend us, your humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in your defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. having trouble finding just the right prayer for healing today. And so I ask that the Holy Spirit give us the words that we don't have. And I'll do my meager best to get out of the way and let the Holy Spirit speak. Dear God, we pray for all of those who are sick, who are ill, be it from physical disease, mental anguish, the sickness of ignorance, or anything at all that twists their spirit, soul, body, heart, mind, or will. away from you, O God. Redeem, heal, and restore their connection to you to themselves 
and to the universal divinity in all of us. Be gentle, God, with us as we awaken. Guide us tenderly and patiently as we become aware Show us, God, where we can be harbingers of peace and healing. Help us, God, to clean the windows of our souls so that your light can shine through in both directions, God, illuminating from within and without. In the holy name of your Son, Jesus Christ, all this we pray. Amen. In thinking about our readings today, I am drawn to several common themes that have arisen in various conversations, prayers, and readings over the past weeks, days, months, and in some cases years. Certainly from Psalm 15, the theme that words matter and that healing words come from love, from our deepest soul heart, and words that are not of love should not be spoken is an overarching theme or maybe not an overarching theme in that it itself is the message but certainly is part of the overarching theme of love. I find it sometimes hard to not speak the words. And so something that I am trying lately, and I think it's really important to use, use this not only when we, we feel ourselves wanting to speak harsh words about others, but also and especially when we find ourselves wanting to speak harsh words about ourselves, that we take those and we surrender them to Christ. And I find that when I do that, one of the many gifts that God gives me in return for the poop that I am giving God is a peace and strength that allows me to dig beneath the ugliness of the harsh, harsh words that rise to my lips and want to be spoken and find the root cause why am I thinking these harsh words why am I feeling these harsh ways 
And then that clears the space for God's healing balm to find its way into my heart so that the wellspring of my being can be healed and that the fresh living water may be what flows forth through and in me. And I think this has particular relevance both with respect to our ongoing conversation about awareness and our conversation about um, communal healing. One of the members of our church spoke last night at evening prayer about how shocked he was at a point several years ago to hear a community leader still using very inappropriate and hateful words. And I think that <clears throat> it is shocking how much hateful speech, how many hurtful words, how many disgusting names we still use for the groups that we think of as other, for anyone who we feel threatened or frightened or confused by. And there's, there's a lot underlying that. So I invite each of you and myself as well to enter into cooperation with Christ, to go deeper, to find out what the source wound is that needs to be healed. And I would say that language is an excellent place to start getting curious and to start investigating the centuries-old sins of racism and sexism and injustice and oppression in our countries, in our communities, and in our globe. The way we talk about and refer to people and communities, that language really says a lot. There's no such thing as just words. So that's a very good place to start. And when we are doing this with ourselves and with others, let's be gentle. Let's approach it with curiosity instead of judgment. As hard as that might be, the first question we might ask is why? And not in the way of, why are you so messed up? Because that's just, that's just another, another um, that's just hateful speech giving back to hateful speech, right? But why? Why are we using these words? And we might ask someone that we consider to be the other questions like, why are you using that word? What does that mean to you? Or, I am sorry 
that my words offended you? Would you be willing to share with me why you find them so offensive? These are all brave conversations that we need to have. And they need to start first, I believe, with a curious conversation with the help of God as guide to uncover the whys of our own language with self and with others. That guidance is referred to in Psalm 67 in a a very large communal way. In verse 4, the psalmist reminds us that God guides the nations on earth. And I think we need the reminder that God guides. We in our free will have to decide to follow. That's step one. And step two is discerning the direction to go, the way to go, the way to follow. To reference yesterday's readings, what out of the teaching, teachings that are the current messages of our cultures and societies and schools and systems which, if any of those, are God's will and God's way. And man, it's an ongoing process, and we're not perfect, and we're going to keep getting it wrong, and it's okay, because God is going to continue guiding us. God's not going to let us go irrevocably wrong, be irrevocably harmed. For God can redeem anything, any wrong turn, God can make into a fruitful detour. When we read the wisdom of Sirach, or Ecclesiasticus, I'm struck by verse 4. The poor person who toils to make a meager living, and if ever he rests, he becomes needy. We We are all poor in spirit. But as we talked about yesterday, what little we have, God will make enough. And how do we reconcile that with the times when, like the writer says, we just feel so tired, like we can't take a moment to rest. Um, Those in our communities that are, you know, working multiple jobs, if they're lucky enough to have them, and scraping a living and not getting enough sleep, if they rest, if they take a shift off, if they take downtime to take care of themselves, then they won't have enough. They have to keep going and have to keep going. And I think we need to pray, pray for, for those among us who are struggling in this way. And I think that we can relate to them with compassion because I think we all feel this way spiritually that man if we rest for a minute the enemy's right there but as we've talked about lately God 
provides true rest. God provides a place of safety. We do often live our lives in a place of high alert, of high anxiety. And this tool that was once useful to keep us safe, it wears us out. So God help us, God help us find rest and be able to effectively direct the energies of our lives and work instead of spreading it out into this pervasive anxiety. Please help us with this, dear God. We are given in Acts, in the example of Barnabas, an example of, as my commentary puts it, the ideal handling of possessions in the early Jerusalem community. Barnabas, who later appears as Paul's missionary companion, embodies the response of the ideal believer. So Barnabas, the son of encouragement, when called upon, gives his resources to the community, shares what he has that all might have enough. And so I would urge us, my siblings, my co-conspirators in Christ, to give what we have and know, as we talked about yesterday and we continue to talk about today, that God will make it enough. Whatever meager offering we have, God will make it enough. And it's really important at this time, I think, when we feel resentment, anger, or even hatred towards someone else, be it an individual or a group, that we pray for them. Whatever it is that we perceive that they are lacking, Let's pray for God to fill that need. And when we do that, we often find that our perception echoes something that we believe is lacking in ourselves. So the prayer for the other becomes a prayer for self. And these prayers together become prayers for the entire community, for the reconciliation, and for the healing of all. God, guide us in this way. Guide us in your way of love. Let us be strong but gentle with each other, with ourselves, and with our communities. There is much work to be done, and we must be brave and stand up and speak out. But we must do it in your way of love. From your way of love, we must transmit your message of love in a way that it can be received. And we accept your guidance in this, for we don't know. We don't know that the seeds that you, th- that you sow through us, that you entrust in our hands to scatter and plant upon your creation, we don't know your timing We don't know when they take root and when they blossom. Sometimes we might feel that they are wasted 
And years later, there will be a pivot point in the life of another. So God, give us your supernatural wisdom. Give us your grace to follow you and to entrust in your will and your timing. And God, in this time of upheaval, please give us the guidance to employ our words, our actions, and our faith to great effect. Let this opportunity for, for desperately needed change not be missed or lost. We know that you redeem all things. And so we offer ourselves up for your use, God. All this we pray in the holy name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Savior Jesus Christ, you stretched out your arms of love on the hardwood of the cross that everyone might come within the reach of your saving embrace. So clothe us in your spirit that we, reaching forth our hands in love, may bring those who do not know you to the knowledge and love of you. For the honor of your name. Amen. Almighty God, giver of all mercies, we, your co-creators, your partners in the way of love, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love in the redemption of the world, by the grace of Jesus Christ, for the means of grace, and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies, that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service, and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. The grace of our Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit 
be with us all evermore. Amen.